The Hundred Marathon Club by Darren Smith. Number 13. Milton Keynes, 1st of May, 2017. How did I get here? This is a mistake. What on earth was I thinking? These thoughts may or may not have been running through my head as I stood at the start line of the Milton Keynes Marathon 2017. But, to be fair, like the secret of great comedy, it was all a question of timing. The April cray-cray of Brighton, Manchester, Paris and London always throws a spanner-shaped object into the spring marathon works. Last year, I did not get into the London ballot, and so ran Manchester. And this year, I did not get into the London ballot either, and so, having booked Brighton for the first weekend of April... I looked for an early May marathon, and Milton Keynes seemed to fit the bill. I was a fan, after all, of the Ray-Ban-wearing concrete cow on the race t-shirts and the medals from the previous year, so thought, what the hell? What have I got to lose? Of course, at the time, I didn't realise I would get a charity place for London and run that eight days before. Now, I joke a lot, you may have noticed. Amidst the reviews and the write-ups, I try to inject humour. And this race is in Milton Keynes. Oh, come on! How can people not make a joke or two? Even the t-shirt and the medal has a bloody concrete cow on it. Still, a few people got uppity with me for calling it concrete cowland. And for reposting J.K.'s stunning photograph of the natural beauty and the local landscape at mile 23. Mile 23, for those who do not know, is a desolate stretch of motorway, a footbridge, and it is not beautiful naturally or otherwise. I booked a room in the hotel attached to the M.K. Don's Stadium. That would be the start and finish and packet pickup. And enjoyed a few pints the night before whilst watching the football with Rob O'Hara and Ellie, who had both run the Rocket 5K the day before. Beers turned the afternoon into night, and then a pasta party at Prezzo with Rob and Ellie, JK and Claire, the twins, and Kev, a local boy. Before an early night and an early morning, where porridge and a damp, concrete landscape made me feel a little heavy and grey. The Race HQ, as I said, is at the stadium and literally just around the corner from the hotel lobby. There was already a queue at 8.30, with people who had signed up late and therefore couldn't get their bib posted in time. And those of us whose bib never made it, all mingling together and wondering why this always happens to them. Like Norwich, and several other races over the UK, in-ear headphones were banned. And, as I am a good boy, please don't ask my rabbi to confirm that, I purchased not only a pair of bone conductor open-ear headphones, they kind of reverberate the music through your cheekbones, but also a Bluetooth transmitter so I could still use my little iPods when running and fully adhere to the rules. So to the root. You know those 
clay mats you used to have as a kid, the ones with roads printed on them and endless roundabouts. My younger brother had one. Maybe you did. Or maybe a sibling did. But the Milton Keynes Marathon route, from what I could tell, was pretty much that, just grande. Looking back, from what I can recall, we ran up one side of a dual carriageway to a roundabout. We took the first junction all the way to the next roundabout. Then we turned back, after going around the roundabout, to the other side of the road, and up the next, until, yes, you've got it, the, uh, the next roundabout. There were a few there and backs mixed in, until we got to wave goodbye to the half-marathon runners, who turned back toward the stadium, as the rest of us headed into what can only be described as flavour country. It started to drizzle uh, at mile five, I seem to recall, which ended up being one of the highlights of the first half of the race. There had been rumours of thunderstorms that did not materialise, unfortunately, and roundabouts that did. My knee, that had been pretty much hurting since mile 12 at London eight days before, and hurt even more in the subsequent eight days. But I could not get in to see my doctor until after I'd run the Milton Keynes Marathon. And so I soldiered on, with it taped up like a Christmas gift. As the field thinned through underpass after underpass, we circled the park. Then a housing estate. We ran along motorways, under some more underpasses, through a few quaint villages, under a few more underpasses, and across a few bridges spanning dual carriageways. Now, this may sound like the race is boring and bad, but it's not. And to be honest, I didn't mind it much either. It could not have been more the opposite of London, where I couldn't catch my breath without someone shouting for me to keep running. Here, it was quiet and sedate. Indeed, if I had to estimate it, I would say that 85% of all the support we got was from the excellent marshals. I did hear a shout of, come on lightning bolt guy, at one point, referring to my t-shirt, and it spurred me on, despite my very crunchy knee, and the fact that the bone conductor headphones were actually quite uncomfortable for such a long period of time. The mile markers were ticking over, which made me happy, and I took photos of most of them, with the aim that I would then meet my crew at mile 23, for a group photo, and hopefully a nice cold, ice-cold bottle of Coke that I'd requested. And this is a sad bit, and perhaps a sign of the times. When I finally made mile 23, the marker was not there. It was gone. I could say it was stolen, but then why not the other 25? A mile 23 was on a motorway bridge. The countryside signs would have been much easier to steal. My thinking is that the jokes, sadly, that were made over the previous week on social media, meant that it was never put up. But a joke is just a joke. There would have been some great photos of us at mile 23. Well, there would have been if the others had bothered to turn up. It was roughly at this point that my iPod stroke Bluetooth transmitter stroke painful bone conductor headphones died. 
It was also the time that an annoyingly cheery guy dressed as Scooby-Doo ran by, carrying a charity bucket with him, telling me and a few fellow runners around to keep going, and that it wasn't far to the finish before he ran up to cars that had been stopped by a marshal to ask the drivers for donations. There were many things I liked about this race, and the organisation was part of it. Save them not getting my race pack to me. There were water bottles at every checkpoint, at every 5k. Later, after the half had split, we got gels too, and power aid on the tables manned by very supportive marshals. You do get a little deja vu as you get to the top of an underpass and look down and ask yourself, have I run this way before? Whether it was an underpass that led you into a small picturesque park or a lake or a small village or housing estate or just the other side of the motorway, you didn't know until you got there. I'm sure it wasn't the same underpass as the mile markers other than 23 did keep ticking over and then somehow... I reached the last one, with a deafening silence in my ears. When my headphones finally died, around the time I wanted to start killing Scooby-Doo, I wondered what I would hear. What could possibly be the soundtrack of the Milton Keynes Marathon to go with the repetitive scenery? The answer? Traffic. But, as I saw the stadium approaching... We didn't even have that because we were on closed roads. The last mile would be a silent movie with the soundtrack of a thousand pairs of feet slapping on concrete and wheezing lungs. The support at this point was virtually non-existent other than the marshals who I am happy to praise highly. The route was very repetitive and mundane and more boring than the open university TV programmes that are spawned from nearby. Mile 23 was all it had promised to be. It lived up to its reputation. But it did pale into insignificance when compared to the sheer beauty of Mile 22, a graffiti-covered motorway bridge support. The highlight was actually the stadium and start-finish. I am joking. Well, no, I take that back. It was the finish. For, as I was grumbling along, no music, dull route, knee almost falling off, the lovely Lisa Freeman caught up with me, and we chatted. Milton Keynes Marathon was a nemesis for her, with a DNF and a DNS in previous years, and she needed help to get through too. And she was even limping a little as we took stock and entered the stadium together, and we were both very happy indeed that it was over. And we promised ourselves, there and then, we have done this, so neither of us would ever have to do it again. Next up, the Hull Marathon.